Hey, it's your favorite nurse here, Raven. For those of you tuning in for the first time, let me introduce myself. Again, my name is Raven and I have been a nurse for over 20 years. I decided to create this podcast to serve as an inspiration for new nurses everywhere. The saying goes, experience is the best teacher and I definitely agree with that. Continue to listen today as I share three different experiences that impacted the way how I communicate information to the physician. Stay tuned. This is my official disclaimer notice that the experiences and encounters that I'm sharing with you are from 20 plus years ago. I will not divulge the name of a patient or a facility. I will do my best to protect their identity, only giving the information that is needed to teach the lesson. So I want to share with you three experiences that change the way I communicate with physicians. This first experience happened while I was working at a hospital. I was in training. I was a new nurse and new to the facility and was working alongside a preceptor. One of our patients had an order in the chart that read to contact the physician if the patient had not voided in a certain amount of time. The patient had not voided. My preceptor encouraged me to make the phone call to the physician. I called the physician and said the patient had not voided. That was all the information that I had. No vitals, no investigation, just the patient had not voided. The physician, of course, wanted more than that, which led to the physician asking several questions that I was not prepared to answer, which in turn, the uh, doctor got really irate was very ugly, hostile, used some foul language, ended up giving an order to get a bladder scanner and hung up the phone. After that phone call, I talked to my preceptor. She did apologize because she forgot to mention this doctor's particular bedside manner. So I learned a lot in that experience that I never want to be unprepared. So if I'm going to call the physician, I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to have current vital signs. I want to have done an assessment, at least on that system that I'm calling about. So, you know, there were many things that the doctor asked that I didn't know. Is the patient drinking? Does the patient have an urge to void and they can't void or they just don't need to void? Um, Or is their bladder distended? Are they having any discomfort? I had not done any nursing interventions. So I had really not had not done my job. And then just to call the doctor with very little information was not very professional. And I can see how that could be very frustrating. Um, The doctor doesn't have time to play on the phone or be put on hold while you go assess the patient. You need to do that beforehand and have as much information available to present to them so they can, you know, take care of their patients effectively. So I definitely remember that. I remember the choice words. I remember the tone. And it has stuck with me, you know, all these years to always be prepared. 
So you would think by now I had learned my lesson about being prepared when you're calling the doctor, but I had not. This time I was working in a long-term care facility and I had to call the physician about a patient that was not doing well. I had done my assessment, but the doctor asked for the vital signs and I did not have them. So I was unprepared again. The doctor was irate. He hung up the phone in my face. And then in turn, I did go get the vital signs myself. He did call back and we talked about it and um, he did apologize. And he was able to take care of the patient. So it's just very important as a, I want to say as a new nurse, but I think for all nurses, just to remember that we have to, we're the middleman between the doctor and the patient, and we're the eyes for the doctor and the voice of the patient. So we really need to make sure that we are conveying the right information to the doctor so that they can treat the patient accurately. So this last experience that I wanna share with you is a little different from the others. Um, I was working in a hospital on the night shift, on my own, no preceptor, and had a full load of patients. This particular evening, the doctor had came to make rounds on his patients. He had one particular patient that had a recent PEG tube placement and he wanted to check on the patient. He saw me in the hall and he asked me how the patient was doing. I answered his question so quickly. He must have sensed I really didn't know what he meant. And so he was kind enough to go down the list and ask me, for the information that he wanted, that I should have been able to tell him when he asked, when he asked the question initially. So he was like, did the patient um, have any diarrhea today? Does the patient have any nausea or vomiting? Does the patient have any residual? So I was able to answer all of those questions for him, but at the same time, he taught me like, this is what it means when we say it's the patient tolerating their tube feeding. So um, I always remember that. Um, again, sometimes people say, fake it until you make it. I do not agree with that when you're taking care of people. If you don't know, you should ask. And so in that moment when he asked me, is the patient tolerating their tube feeding? I should have been strong enough to say, what do you mean? by that. What are you looking for exactly? Can you explain to me what it is that you want to know? Just be honest. Because me being honest right now was when he asked me that question, I just said the patient was fine because the patient looked fine. But <laughs> in honesty, you know, I didn't know. You know, I just know the patient was fine. You know, and maybe I did know, but I didn't know that's what that meant, if that makes sense. In closing, I want to provide you with three tips 
that will help you have a successful day at work. Um, number one would be to eat before going to work. I know it sounds so simple, but sometimes we forget that our body needs fuel, which is food to run effectively. So make sure you're eating before you go to work. Sometimes things happen. As soon as you get to work, it's on and popping. So you don't get a chance to sit down and eat the food that you brought with you at the beginning of the shift. You know, you may not even get to eat at all, just depending on what's going on that day. I would say also make sure that you bring you some snacks so that if you're not able to take a full meal break, that you do have something that you can like eat in five to 10 minutes. Some kind of um, power bar, smoothie, some fruit, a salad, you know, something quick that you can just hurry up and eat. You know, that's not always a good thing to be in a hurry when you're eating your food, but sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. So you might have to be able to just take five, 10 minutes to eat and not take the full 30 to hour lunch break. The second tip that I have that I feel will help you have a successful day is it's not necessarily having a successful day, but will make your work experience so much better is to take your days off. I know a lot of times they pressure us. They give us bonuses, um, incentives to pick up extra shifts. But I will tell you after doing this for so long that you need your time off. You need your time off from work so you can come back with refreshed with a new set of eyes um, to take care of the patients better. You also need your time with your family. Your family misses you working long hours and being away from your family at times is um, challenging, hard for you and hard for them. So I would say it's okay to help out, but I wouldn't feel pressure to do so. I would learn the word no. So my third tip would be to have a successful shift at work would be to learn to ask for help. Sometimes if you don't know what you're doing, you haven't done this procedure in a while, you're unsure, ask someone for help. Ask your supervisor, ask a coworker you trust, ask no, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. There is something wrong with doing something that you don't know without the assistance of others, if that makes sense. You should always be honest, truthful about that. So stay tuned to us. This next week, we'll be discussing what I found while making rounds and why it's so important to check on your patients at the beginning of the shift. See you soon.